Hello, and welcome to episode 66 of the 21 Handshake Marketing Podcast. If you are new to listening, welcome. Our podcast covers social media news and digital marketing trends for anyone who is involved in business. Whether you are in B2B or B2C, and whether you're on the marketing or the sales team, we go over tips, trends, and leave you with some actionable items to apply or think about. First off, if you are new, I'm Sarah, account manager here at 21 Handshake. I'm Ashley, also an account manager. And today we are once again joined by Justice Postman, newest 21 Handshake team member, graphic designer extraordinaire, and soon to be handling everything 21 Handshake marketing related. But we will dive into more of that in a minute. And our fun topic today, which we will do a round of I ask and they answer, they being Ashley and Justice. (laughs) So I know they're super excited about that. But first, let's go over a little bit of our digital marketing news where we dive into what has caught our attention over the last week in digital and social media marketing. So this week, Ashley, we are kind of more talking about items that per se, maybe we haven't noticed out in social media news, but that we've just noticed ourselves, whether mm-hmm. using social media personally or being on our clients' accounts personally. Mm-hmm. So what did you first notice on Instagram the other day? So I believe it was a few weeks ago that um, in the news segment, we had talked about the censoring or not like, I wouldn't say censoring, but I think it was, we were talking about advertising, Facebook advertising right. for um, the new rules against like health claims yes. um, and how they were going to be very, very, um, I, don't, I don't know, specific. They had new rules. They're very weary of it, yes. I guess, in terms of advertising. Um, I think there's like a term, like anything that will earn you money, make you lose weight or something like that right and they've always kind of been against that but now they're big really really strict rules um and this week we actually saw it implemented on instagram which is um a new kind of rollout and not even ads this isn't ad related at all this is just post related yes so um they have come out and said that um they are hiding um posts that promote weight loss to anyone under 18 um which is really interesting so um, if you've seen on Facebook or Instagram before that kind of icon that goes over photos, it says like warning, this photo may be graphic, mm-hmm. similar icon on Instagram that will cover all of the photos that are promoting um, like weight loss to those under 18. So, so is it even clickable? Um, like if you're I under 18, would it be like, no, you can't click on this? Uh, I wonder. I actually don't know. I just saw um, someone talking about, you know, yeah. Com- like congratulating Instagram for being progressive. Um, So I'm not sure if you can actually click on it, but um, so people like the Kardashians who promote their fit tea, those at those posts will now be hidden um, for those under 18, whether or not they can click on it and see it is another question. Wow. You know, I, I have mixed feelings about this. Like, like you said, I don't know if censorship is the right word. I kind of feel like it is, but on the other hand, like, okay, if you're under 18, you probably, you know, you don't need to be influenced by those type of things. And Instagram has said, too, that they want to make it a more positive place. It's one of their goals for this year. And I think this is just like one more way for them to do that. Right. And to, you know, body positivity and all that. Kind right. Of stuff. And I just I think it becomes hard if someone is trying to do good in the world and then they're flagged. Like, you know, maybe there are some bad things with related health claims, you know, lose weight in five days. 
100 pounds. You know, like, okay, like, let's see, yeah, what kind of pill is that? But, you know, on the other hand, if someone has a positive message to spread that maybe should be heard just about, you know, maybe loving your image or being okay with your body image. So this will be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, so another thing that we noticed was in our Facebook business manager, when I uploaded a video recently, it says, hey, make it three minutes to increase your organic reach, which is odd because it seems like it's always been preached to have a really short video to capture the attention in the newsfeed. But I thought that was very interesting. And now it's saying, please make this three minutes It is interesting. A few weeks ago, I uploaded a video um, for an ad. um, And they were saying, we recommend it's under 15 seconds or you're not going to see results. So, and and it might be different if you're just running a post versus an ad. Right. Yeah. But then often the posts all use an ad. Right. So. I know. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I guess now a good rule to follow is maybe make sure that first 15 seconds of your video is really um, the message that you want to get the um, attention of the audience right away and draw them in. And then those other um, seconds, minutes mm-hmm. are used to um, further your message, but really, those first, yeah, those first fifteen. Um, but it is interesting. Um, we also, I found, oh, I only found actually one article about this, a recent article. So there's just not a lot of information out there. Which maybe we should throw that up on our <laughs> own blog, then do some more research um, about how you know that it is increasing organic reach when you upload that video natively if it's three minutes more or longer. So interesting. We'll keep an eye on it and definitely let you know as we continue to watch the trends. So Justice and Ashley, this is going to be a fun podcast. (laughs) I'm going to ask each of you five questions. There'll be different questions for each of you. We'll kind of go back and forth. They're going to range from fun to serious. And we are just hoping that every... One of our listeners just get to know us a little bit better and just who we are. I always find these super fun to listen to myself on a podcast. So I'm hoping our listeners find this fun too. So Ashley, we'll start with something easy. <laughs> what are you curious about right now? I'm thinking in regards to marketing. What are yeah. you curious about? So this is actually personal and marketing. Um, but recently I have started or opened an Etsy shop. Um, If you don't know me, I love thrifting. Um, And so opening an Etsy shop has been a way for me to be able to kind of like indulge in that um, hobby, um, as well as like share some of the things that I find with friends, family, people who are looking um, for things like that. So yes, I have shopped at your store before. This is very true. Guys, she is good at what she does. And I'm so <laughs> glad you're talking about Etsy because I didn't want to be like, please talk about Etsy. But I was hoping you would. <laughs> yeah. So recently, yes, personally, I'm finding it really fun. But also, I think professionally in, in terms of marketing, I am thoroughly enjoying um, learning about the Etsy platform as an e-commerce platform, as well as how to market my items um, the best way I can. And so um, over the past few weeks, it's been really fun for me and Sarah to kind of talk back and forth about Etsy's ad platform compared to maybe like our experience with Facebook. Um, and so, yeah, I am still very much a novice when it comes to Etsy. I'm learning new things every day, especially when it comes to shipping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's it's been a fun project and um i like that it's also it, it does kind of blend into the marketing world and in a lot of aspects so yeah so very cool so if you have questions about etsy marketing shoot <laughs> ashley an email or look up her store i think it's at wicker and glass right yep. so yep. Um, or if maybe you have a little tip to send her as well, definitely reach out to her. So question number two, Justice, what is one thing you wish you would have known about business to business or B2B marketing when you started your career here at 21 Handshake? Mm, that's a great question. So when I was in college, I actually felt that business to business or B2B was less personal and boring. <laughs> so <laughs> I think a lot of people think that. Yeah. It's right. okay. <laughs> so I always thought, I was like, okay, like, well, I, I know that I'm going to be living in the business to consumer um, world. And so I think the truth is uh, B2B really is not boring at all. Mm. And I think that's something that um, I wish I would have known coming in. Although when mm -hmm. I first got the job, I actually didn't re realize that we were a B2B marketing agency. <laughs> oh, no. That's <laughs> I just so knew funny. that we, I was um, getting hired to do graphic design. Um, and so, but I think just um, would have would have been nice to know that having a good brand story and brand identity is really important. And um, it really helps with all aspects of marketing. So I'm, I'm starting to learn that more and more. And as we just see that working so well for our clients, um, mm -hmm. just helping them understand that the story does matter even in business to business and yeah. Justice, did you learn about B2B when you were in college? So I didn't learn in depth about it yeah. because we kind of had the option of kind of choosing mm -hmm. and we just kind of learned the general aspects of both. So. It's so interesting because you went to school for business, correct? Yep, business marketing. Um, I was a PR major and we talked about all different kinds of PR, entertainment PR, sports PR, uh, like legislative, like politics um all across the board we spent like years and years learning all about the different types of pr we never once talked about business to business really yeah wow. Isn't that not even like in a nonprofit way um no really i mean i guess it depends like what way you look at it but it was never explicitly like say i'm a manufacturer and i have like a pr nightmare like what do i you know um I just thought that was so interesting. So when I came on 21 Handshake 2, that was something that was a little bit of a learning curve. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you heard it here first. B2B is not boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay. Awesome. So question number three, Ashley. Oh, this is a really hard one to answer. <laughs> what is your go-to order at your favorite restaurant? I was So before this podcast, I was telling Sarah how hard I was finding <laughs> answering this question. Um... And that's, I think part of that is just because my fiance and I really like to try new restaurants all the time. Um, but there is one, one that we go back to very frequently. Um, and it has to do with their happy hour. Oh. They have an amazing, like amazingly affordable happy hour. And, nice. Um, Anyone that's looking to stay within a budget? On the border. Oh, it's like a, I don't, I don't know like if on the border is everywhere, but I do know it's a chain that's definitely in the Midwest. Right, yeah, definitely in the Midwest. I, think, I, I don't. Think, I think maybe it's maybe national. I think it's national, but I could be right. wrong. Um, but anyway, so during their happy hour, you can get half off like chips and guac. You get free salsa, obviously, like oh, most nice. Mexican restaurants. And then we'll get a pitcher of margaritas to split for twelve dollars, which is just crazy. Yeah, and then do like fajitas to share. And so we we like to do that pretty regularly yeah i think on the border is a good um restaurant too you know some of the chains can't 
sometimes aren't really authentic kind of Mexican, but I feel right, like on the yeah. border kind of has a really great taste and kind of keeps yes. it authentic. So. They usually don't disappoint us. So yeah. <laughs> It's good to have restaurants that don't disappoint every time. So awesome. On the border, go there if you are in the Midwest or let us know if they are nationwide. <laughs> All right. So Justice, another super hard one. <laughs> if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Yeah, that is a really hard question. I think that I don't have a definitive answer um, because I think there's so many superpowers that would be awesome. <laughs> but I think I was thinking about it and I think super speed would be really awesome just because. Flash. Yeah, well, not necessarily with running. I think it's more of being productive because then I can get a lot done. So I can that work really fast. I could just be ultra speed, you know, like half an hour I can get like three hours of work done and I would just feel very productive and I think that'd be really cool. I would love to have that superpower. That's a good one. I would love that as well. Um, Because then, you know, you could maybe actually get your work done and then you have all this free time maybe to go work on, you know, other stuff, pet projects, creative projects, family, friends. Everyone wants more time, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So very perfect. So not not the flash, huh? You don't want to like jump dimensions and like... (laughs) No, not that. Okay, because that 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 storyline actually um, was very confusing in Netflix. The Flash, <laughs> like how he kept jumping I mean, to different uh, dimensions, and we're like, "Where is he now?" I don't understand. Right. <laughs> don't I mean, understand. it would be cool to be able to do that, but as far as relating to my professional life, I think that'd be cool. All right. So, speed worker, speed worker superpower. Yep. If someone wants to Ultra create productive. that um, Marvel comics, if you're listening, um, <laughs> business professionals would really enjoy that comic. So, all right, Ashley, what's a common myth about social media marketing and can you debunk it? So I, this relates a lot to what Justice was talking about in terms of um, B2B. So I would say like one of the common myths that at least we experience at 20 Minute Handshake um, is that social media does, they don't understand how social media will help their B2B business. B, social media is just for B2C. Um, and that's not true. Um, I do think you have to le- work maybe a little bit harder, um, but with a good strategy, um, good content, I I guess if you just put the effort into it, you can really see some good results. So we were also talking this morning about um, Sarah and I about a, a client that we had, um, Epilay, where we've run like social media campaigns yes. and we're able to generate tons and tons and tons of leads for them. Um, and I think that's a great example. I, I think if you just put in the time, put together um, a great strategy, utilize some call to actions, making sure that you are linking to your website or telling customers yeah. where to go. Know your know your niche, know your target and really market to them. And I think even outside of leads, social media is a great way to build trust with potential customers before they even come and talk to a salesperson. Um, and you can do that through video, um, photos, and just helping people learn who you are and what you do. Totally true. And a little teaser, next week, we will be talking to um, a new app creator for creating content easily. And we're going to focus on how to do that for B2B. So definitely listen in next week as we talk to InstaSize about some of social media marketing for B2B. So very cool. So Justice, very similar question, but slightly different. What is a common myth about graphic design and can you debunk it? 
Yeah, there's a lot of myths about graphic design. <laughs> so yeah, right. I'm just gonna it's so easy. Like I think that's yeah. a common one. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about this for a while, but a common myth is that graphic design isn't important. And um, good design makes a huge difference. And when paired with a powerful message, it is extremely effective. So I, I think a lot of times people think, oh, you know, design is kind of on the back burner and it doesn't make a huge difference. I mean, you can hire someone to do like a $5 logo or, um, you know, maybe as long as the message is out, like it's fine. Um, and I would say, um, I guess a, a pretty basic answer is if it's not important, then why do all the top companies have really good design? You know, right, yeah, why do they put true. such an em emphasis on it? And if they don't, um, it doesn't feel professional. And you, you would look at a top company with bad design and be like, uh, like, you know, I don't think they're that great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're not as no, good as, as they're trying to act to be. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's a pretty common, uh, myth that it's just not important, but in reality, there's so many things about it. Um, especially in today's overly information saturated world, like eye catching design that is easy to understand is more important than ever. I'm mm -hmm. so glad you said that. Cause that was exactly what I was thinking yeah. about as mm -hmm. you were talking, like, I think today people are becoming even more hyper aware of design. And right. sometimes buyers are making decisions on who to go with based on the branding. Right. Like something yeah. as vain as like right. their logo. Right. And like people might not understand graphic design, but I think they know when they look at something, if it's like catching their eye or not catching their eye, but they maybe don't know the like whys of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but they understand enough, like that looks good. That doesn't look good. Right. And, and I think, Oftentimes, too, you kind of take design and separate it from the message as if they're two unique identi identities. But um, the reality is they're actually supposed to be paired together. And so graphic design by itself isn't as effective because if there's no good message, then it's not mm -hmm. going to be memorable and it's not going to be effective. But if something has a good message, but non like there's no good design with it, then it's going to get lost and no one's going to take the time to read it. And it can be confusing. So when you pair the two together, that's where it's really powerful. And so, yeah, I think part of that myth is that it's not important. But um, I think sometimes people think they see it as its own entity instead right. of it being, you know, paired with the message. Yeah. So perfect. Perfect answer. All right. Back to you, Ashley. <laughs> All right. So from when you started working at 21 Handshake to where you are now, what are some of the best resources that have helped further your marketing knowledge? Yeah, so I would say probably the biggest one, this is so cliche, but like my network. And when I say that, I mean more of like my friends who are like in the professional or, or are young professionals. I learned so much just, I think, like talking to them about maybe what they're doing and their role at their company, um, what they're finding. Um, I, even Sarah and I, um, going back and forth, I think learning things from each other has been super helpful. Um, outside of that, something that I didn't really know, um, was offered was all the immense support from social media platforms. So I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Sarah, but if you are, if you do have a business manager, you can utilize things like, um, or have like a Facebook support rep. I know that's been helpful for us. Right. Yep. Um, and then same with Google, having the like Google rep yeah. reach out and feed us new information. Um, we've mentioned Sprout on the podcast before um, as a social media scheduling right. platform. And they've also been great about reaching out and like, hey, we have new features. Can I walk you through them? Um, and making sure that 
we're also staying up to date with the, the things that we're using. And so um, that has been really cool. And there are those resources. Take advantage of them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Google has free resources. Facebook has free resources. All yeah. these platforms literally have dozens and dozens of resources that tell you how to use their platform mm. effectively. Yeah, <laughs> so. it seems kind of like a no-brainer, but I do think it's often overlooked. And yeah. There's some really valuable um, information there. Definitely. Very good answer. Very good answer. So Justice, another fun one for you. If you could have a billboard in Times Square with anything on it, what would you have and why? Oh, man. <laughs> wow. There's a lot of things I'd like to put on a billboard in Times Square. But <laughs> so my brother, uh, his name is Asher Postman and he's an artist. And I think it'd be super cool just kind of as a personal project to make a really eye catching kind of unique um, billboard for him and to advertise his music. I think that'd be cool. Oh, um, you see fun. a lot of artists advertising in Times Square. Yeah. Um, well, it gets so much traffic right yeah. there through Times Square. It's definitely got some eyeballs. Yeah, definitely. And I think also, I guess this is two answers, but um, I think that sometimes somewhere like Times Square can feel very superficial and it'd be cool to put like a, a message, like a good message in there just to kind of like bring some humanity to the flow of traffic. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. you know, be kind to people. You never know what kind of battle they're facing and just kind of that kind of thing where instead of viewing people as just robots or whatever that, you know, to be kind and be considerate. So some sort of positive message, I think that breaks that like mindset of just commercialism would be well, kind yeah. of a cool thing to have. Um, Love that answer. Board, so. Yeah, that's great. Love that answer. I think that all shows us Justice's personality. He has really great heart, guys. Really great heart. So, <laughs> all right, Ashley, here's a fun one that I think um, it's getting less and less difficult. Um, just as generations kind of evolve or whatever, mm -hmm. but how would you describe to your parents what you do for a living? Oh, okay. Well, I read this question wrong. Um, oh, no. What did you think well, it said? What do my parents do for a living? Oh. I, was like, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So I would describe, you know, social, I would say I'm a marketer and a digital marketer. And so, what would they say to that? What would they understand? Um, what I, a think, digital I think marketer? for a while they didn't understand okay. what it was. And so generally I just say, oh, like, um, social media, um, website and, um, like content generation and stuff like that. And so, um, and which is also ironically what we tell to clients who don't know what digital right, marketing is. Right. But do, do um, they like think it's, um, easy? Like, do they think, oh, Ashley just has this kind of fun, easy job? Um, no, I, th I think when I first started, they didn't understand how businesses could use social media to like benefit them and why they would pay people to help them do that um, because social media is free. Um, and so I think that part might have been kind of confusing. But over time, I um, so my dad owns a few like auto smog shops, which okay. if you're on the West Coast, you know what that is. Okay. <laughs> Anywhere else, you probably won't. But anyway, he owns a few like auto shops. Um, and so he has recently been trying to understand how to market his businesses on social media oh. as well. And so um, it's actually been fun over the past couple of years. We've been able to like go back and forth with like marketing strategies. And he'll ask me about like SEO tactics. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, they've definitely come around. But I, I definitely think when I had when started and talking about doing social media for businesses, it was kind of like, can you actually do that for a living? <laughs> exactly, right? So, I think there still yeah. is a small misconception out there a little yeah, bit. But yeah. as the world evolves, and like I said, generations get used to being on social media yeah. as well. But all right. So our last question for today, 
Justice, if you had not got this job here, what was your backup plan? Hmm, okay. Uh, so I actually wanted to find a consulting firm. So I'm really passionate about finding out what really works and being part of solutions. So actually, I like to view myself as a problem solution marketer. So um, clarifying problems and then being a part of providing a solution to that mm. problem. So I've just like over time after going to school and um, even working here, I've kind of boiled down my definition of what what kind of marketer I'd like to be. And so being in a consulting firm, you're just part of, you know, finding these solutions to problems and really they're coming to you because they need something that works. Yeah. And so it'd be really cool. I'm really passionate about, you know, not just saying like, oh, you know, come to us because we do marketing stuff, but more of like, hey, come to us because we want to really provide a solution to the problem you have so that it, it really will cause um, relief for you and knowing that, you know, that the problem is solved. So the funny thing is, though, we do consulting here. Um, right. Yes, is, I was going to say that yeah. to easily tie into what we'll be talking to in a few weeks on the podcast with our agency owner. Absolutely. And probably our whole team will sit in on that because it is um, kind of a solution slash consulting mm -hmm. um, solution. So. Yeah, so that worked out pretty nice for me. <laughs> yeah, so hey, you're, you're getting the best of both worlds here, right. of all worlds, really. So, mm -hmm. well, guys, this has been so fun. And we hope, listeners, that you've had fun listening to this episode as we had talking about it and recording it. But we want to know, do you have any other questions for the 21 Handshake team? Doesn't matter. You can ask us, what's our favorite coffee? To what's your <laughs> favorite social media platform? Our anything in between we would love to connect with you and just get to know you better so definitely connect with us on any social media platform at 21 handshake did you like this episode hint yes then please like subscribe leave a review or share with a friend because it really does help get the word out about our show until next time bye